Welcome to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm Chef West Step, and I'll be your host for Outer Banks Raw, a brand new podcast coming from the Outer Banks. We're going to be talking about food, fitness, lifestyle, you name it, that Outer Banks state of mind that y'all love so much. You want to plug in? Tune in here. This podcast is brought to you by NC Coast Grill and Bar in Duck, North Carolina. NC Coast Grill and Bar celebrates the flavors of the coastal south while bringing in cross-cultural and global influences to the Outer Banks. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Outer Banks Raw. Okay, your place to come get a little bit of that Outer Banks state of mind. I've got a, a really cool guest today, somebody I've known for quite a while and somebody who's got a heck of a story that not only includes the Outer Banks, but includes actually right here in Duck, North Carolina, where we're home based out of. Today, I'd like to say hi and welcome uh, Russ DiGiulio. Russ, welcome. Wes, thanks so much for having me. This is going to be fun. All right. I appreciate it. Me and Russ have known each other for a while. Russ is the creator and founder of Duck Donuts. So no matter where you're listening to from this podcast, you've probably seen a Duck Donuts go up in your neighborhood. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> there you go. Russ, I've seen Duck Donuts. I remember when it started because I was down here. I've been down here for a long time and I've seen just how it's grown. I'm Love your success and love that it has the name Duck and the moniker Duck on it. But let me ask you a question. Where are you from and how the heck did you get this thing started? Where did the idea come from? Well, 2005, my wife and some friends of ours, we had a, a rental property and we were using it for Memorial Day weekend. You know, it was an evening and we were having some adult beverages and just reminiscing because we're just beach people. Right. It started out in New Jersey where we would go and there was places along the boardwalk. There were just hole in a wall that you could get a funnel cake or a fried donut or whatever and they top it. And that's kind of where it started from. It, those places had lines in the morning and uh, we thought, you know what, let's see if we can create something for ourselves because at that time there were virtually no uh, donut shops in our area, the Outer Banks down here. I had uh, two other businesses going at the same time. I, I've been in healthcare most of my life. Right. Senior care, really. I owned and operated senior care facilities and had a management company. And then also on the side, I had a fireplace and landscape business. But anyway, I had these other things going on. Everybody sobered up the next day and kind of lost interest in the idea, but I didn't. I thought it was an opportunity because, like I said, there were no donut shops down here to speak of, really. So I started uh, doing some research and putting things together and finally kind of came together with logos and ideas that, you know, just a fun place you can go in to uh, customize your own donut and right. watch it being made before your eyes. It'd be a fun thing to do while you're on vacation. So 2007, we opened actually kind of simultaneously in Duck and Kitty Hawk. And Duck, obviously, is where we got the name Product Donuts because we started here. And we were off to the races. Not very fast, but we were off to the races. <laughs> the first couple of years, we just struggled miserably uh, with trying to get the name out. You know, I remember days we were happy if we did $300 in a day. And this is during the summer. Wow. I mean, now they're doing 9000 So oh in some locations. So. It's all a matter of perspective. We went through a lot. So 2007, we started 2008. I was going to pull the plug on it 2009 if things didn't take off, but we actually broke even that year. And I thought, all right, well, this has got legs. Right. Uh, it's starting to catch on. So we did our next one in uh, Kill Devil Hills. And then a year after that, we did Corolla. So we had four stores operating. And by then, we were printing money. I mean, we just had such a following 
every winter, I would say January, February, it would start with people starting to send us email notes. Oh, we can't wait to come down on vacation. We miss your donuts. And and that's really where what prompted us to take it a step further because I was just doing this for fun. I mean, I didn't right. know if it happened and took off, that's great. If it didn't, it wouldn't go and kill me. It was kind of a lark because I had other businesses going on. But it started to build and Every year, people would write in, and more and more and more, would you franchise? Would you come to our town, show us how to do it? We miss these donuts. And I resisted for years. I I, I don't need another big project. I, I got enough going on. But it became so overwhelming. I said, you know, I'm going to kick myself if I don't try this try, this, try right. it out. So we did, and I brought in a guy that worked with me with my healthcare company. He had a food background, and I gave him some sweat equity and said, let's put some operations to this thing and uh, really get it going because it's almost like a stock offering when you put together a, a franchise business. Right. You have to have all your manuals, and you have to have everything pulled together in order to be considered capable of running a, a franchise business and, right. and with your offering. So that took a while. And then I started going out to people that had written in over the years, and we started meeting in different places. And lo and behold, the first one was in Williamsburg, and there was a couple there that all the people we interviewed just had all this enthusiasm, made us feel so good that they wanted to do something like this. So they opened the very first store, and to a lot of fanfare that we had TV coverage and newspapers and it was on the radio and all kinds of shout-outs, and they were killing it. They did great. We pretty much already had name recognition since we're so close to the Outer Banks. And then we did one in Richmond, which kind of the same thing, a lot of fanfare. And then our real test came. We had a, a couple in Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. That people really didn't vacation in the Outer Banks from Raleigh. Right. So they went down to Myrtle Beach. So that was our first unknown area. We opened up in December right before Christmas. And three months later, they were just... They were on pace to do a million dollars a year, which is crazy for selling donuts. Well, let me ask you a couple questions. First, I guess necessity is the mother of all invention, right? So you saw a void and you had been to other places where they didn't have that void. And you were like, okay, you know what? We love the Outer Banks, but when we're vacationing down there, there's something to offer. But then you kept going, which to me, your story is amazing because you had successful businesses you were part of, right? You had the fireplace and then the healthcare stuff. A lot of times we just kind of like, no matter what business you're in, it can consume you, right? right? In all of those different areas. It's like, I don't have room for one more thing. Right. But you went ahead and did it. Now, like the recipes and stuff like that, being that you weren't in the food background business, it's not like you There's were a some lot of donut chef from, from way back when and you wanted to give them your wares, right? Right. And so you came up with a recipe. So you kind of looked at it. The right kind of oil to go with the right recipe. It took a lot of trial and error before we got it right. And then also the training, because it's a simple concept. It's a science to it. There's a science to it. You know, when it comes to food, like, you know, I see you all the time at my restaurants, you know, at at NC Coast and then at Red Sky or wherever. You know, we've known each other for quite a while. But, you know, for like my operations, it seems so difficult to transfer them. You know what I mean? Because there's so many moving parts. It seems as as though you kind of went in leaning with a strong business background. So you knew that, okay, we had to have a consistency. Employees, you were doing this from afar, correct? Right. I was living in Pennsylvania. Right. A guy I brought in to help was living in Delaware, and he's the operations person, and he was doing most of the traveling down here. It was key to find a a strong person on site down here that we had four stores before we uh, franchised. So there was a lot to uh, keep tabs on not being uh, permanently stationed down here. 
You think all your storefronts now, everywhere they're going, even as you're growing in leaps and bounds, still have pretty much the same footprint about like what kind of equipment you're using, what kind of oils? Oh, oh, everything's down to a science. Absolutely. It has to be because for purchasing purposes, everything has to be exactly the same because all of our materials are geared towards everyone doing it. That is a challenge that you make the perfect donut for uh, every customer exactly the same way every time it is you know, it's not easy to do. So when you started branching out into the different markets, you mentioned Raleigh. Okay, I know you have it in Pennsylvania. Where do you have them? By the end of the year, we'll have about 120 locations. We're just about, in, not in every state, but I would say we're in about at least half the states in the U.S. California, Colorado. We're in Canada now. That's awesome. <laughs> we're in Saudi Arabia. No way. Yeah. That's been difficult. Trying the uh, international route has been a challenge. But uh, it's picking up steam. The name recognition. Now, in Saudi Arabia or in Canada, people aren't going to be as familiar with the OBX or with Duck at all on the West Coast or in these other markets and stuff like that. Right. That's part of your story. That's part of your marketing plan to kind of introduce them to the outer banks at the same time. Yeah. Social media is huge for us. We just keep pushing it out there. And, you know, when we have openings, we get lines out the door. Most people don't even know who we are, but we push it and we get really good response. And a lot of this company spread because of word of mouth initially. And that's how we try and do it in every market. Yeah. Well, that's why we're doing the outer banks raw. You know what I mean? Because so many people... Especially in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a big market for the Outer Banks. A lot of folks come yeah, out here. Pennsylvania, from Ohio. Yeah. West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York, all of the D.C. And we're, we're in all those states. So it, it, we're not in West Virginia, but we're in all the other states. And that helps having some name recognition. Right. And so it just keeps growing. And I tell you one thing. I like when I see a Duck Donuts when I'm traveling or something like that because it reminds me of home. You know what I mean? It's right. like, ah, there's somebody here that, you know, they know where I come from. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people who go on vacation and love it down here, they see the same thing. It's a little bite of Outer Banks in their backyard. Right. Correct? Exactly right. People reminisce that it's gotten to the point where we're doing weddings, we're doing birthdays, a lot of special events. So it's kind of neat to have people build their memories around our uh, donut brand. That's for sure. We do a lot of catering, a lot of weddings, and there's a lot of times it's Duck Donuts is the main delivery at the end. You know what right. I mean? Where it's the dessert. Right. Instead of a wedding cake, like you see in most traditional weddings, there'll be a tier of duck donuts and all of that good stuff. Right. When the business began to grow, did you start farming out more of your other responsibilities from your other businesses and then kind of get more consumed by the spreading of the duck donuts thing? As the business began to grow, I started weary of uh, healthcare. It's very uh, time consuming and a lot of regulation and dealing with that factor. It's very stressful. I just thought I did a lot of good work, in my opinion, in healthcare, and we helped a lot of uh, senior citizens and in the lives of staff and family members, giving them peace of mind. So I felt I did my part. So I sold it all off, just focused on, I sold everything off, the fireplace, everything, and just focused on on donuts. You know, having four stores is one thing, but when you are uh, building a franchise business, it's a completely different animal. Right. And Everything has to be, uh, I mean, just all facets of your business, you know, how you're going to be bringing in new customers through uh, development, making sure that operations is good and your marketing plan is good, you know, and it took time to build all that. It took a lot of money, a lot of time. They're at a point now that they're starting to really, they got the skids greased and, and they're moving pretty good. 
And you're, you got your families involved with it. I know your daughter was involved with it. For I sure. had all my family involved, but you, you know what? I'm glad they most of them have moved on to other things, which I really wanted. I wanted them right. to be exposed to other parts of business in their lives and not just be settled down in, in duck donuts. I think it gave them a good base because they were all young when they got started, but they've all gone on except for one. My daughter, Marissa, she's in charge of training and development. But yeah, all the other DeGilios are out and including me uh, <laughs> to, to a degree. What are you transitioning into now? Ice cream. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm still involved, but I've stepped back from the day to day and promoted my chief operating officer at the time, Betsy Ham, she's now the CEO and she's running all the day-to-day operations, doing a great job and brought in a lot more talent. And, and that was really my objective. You know, everyone should have some kind of a, uh, a transition plan. And uh, right. mine was to find, didn't have to be an equity company, but it ended up being an equity company, but a more personalized one, which I was concerned about. They loved our brand and I needed someone with could bring cash to the table when we needed it right. and uh, some expertise that we didn't have because we're always looking to learn and do better. It's been a very good relationship. It's New Spring Capital. They're out of Radnor, Pennsylvania. They work side by side with us and it's good stuff. Wow. Well, I tell you what, you everyone can look now and go, oh my God, this was a home run, but there was a lot of running the bases at the beginning. So when you get involved as an entrepreneur, you're going to have risk. Right. To what degree, it, it depends. But I was willing to take the risk. I mean, it, I didn't have my whole career centered on this. So it allowed me to still have my income stream and then give time to this to see where it goes. And it grew beyond my wildest dreams. I just thought we would have four stores down here and have fun on in the summertime making donuts. And it's obviously it's gone way beyond that. Do you consider the Outer Banks part like a secondary home for yourself? I mean, oh, it- yeah, we have a house down here now, and we used to have a rental and we got rid of that. And now we're just, we have a just a little house that we love coming down here. It's just ideal. It's, it's a great beach town. Yeah. For us. I mean, I always like seeing you guys come in because, you know, you're basically homestayed in Mechanicsburg, right? Or Mechanicsburg, yes. That's where most of our kids are and our grandkids. So uh, we have a base there. What's next on your agenda? Ice cream, you said? Yeah, there's a guy in Mechanicsburg. Uh, the company's called Urban Churn. Yeah. It's all homemade, all natural ingredients, high butterfat content, and the taste is just outstanding. So I'm helping him. To grow his business. Grow I mean, that business. Yeah, I've invested some capital in it, and we meet, and I just give him some guidance, and he's trying to grow it. So we'll be opening our third store shortly. So uh, we're starting to get there. When you came down here and started doing the Duck Donuts thing, when you opened your first couple stores, the one in Kitty Hawk and the one in Duck, right? Did you use some local people as well to, like, run these stores for you? Yeah, they were all local. They were all local. Except for my uh, buddy of mine, Robin, that I'd given the sweat equity to. He was their contact. He was the ops guy, and he would travel down here and make sure everything was being followed. But, yeah, it's key to have boots on the ground that are reliable and and know what's up with the lay of the land down here. Exactly. Right. Because it is kind of a funny place to have a business. It's intense, and then it's not intense. <laughs> and if you don't balance all of your sheets right, you you can find yourself Absolutely. in big trouble. You got to take advantage when it's intense. Also, the locals are, are your liaison to help you find the other locals. Now, what's the average age of your, like, employees in these duck donuts? The ones that perform the – I mean, because – you get them right out of high school, college. Well, they're mostly franchisees or the owners. So right. 
And they're working the business themselves. They're working the business and they're hiring mostly probably uh, some adults for the base crew, but there's a lot of part-time people involved in college or high school kids usually. Always friendly service when I go in there. I went to the one up in Pennsylvania. I've gone to everywhere I go. I go to a duck donut. Do you give people training? Hey, look, the Outer Banks is, a you know, when you come in, it's almost a, like a little cross between you want to be professional and you want to be a little Mayberry-esque. You know what I mean? You really want that Southern right. hospitality to shine. Right. Regardless if you're in New York or in Raleigh, right? Well, that's Marissa's job. She's awesome too, yeah. We give the history to everybody. They have to know the history. Right. So that it helps because you get people saying, duck donuts, what are you making it with duck fat or something? It's right. Like, no, this is the town it came from and there's a, a whole story behind it that we're- And this is the vibe you want to get into when you come into our restaurant. And also there's a simplicity of the product, which it's, it's excellent and it's great, but it's just- when you go in, it doesn't feel all complicated or that it's coming from some other place. where well, We don't all- want it to be complicated for the customer. It, it can be overwhelming for folks when they come in for the first time trying to figure out well, what kind of toppings I want. Right. But uh, you get the hang of it. But we don't do anything behind closed doors. And so being able to see the mix being mixed and the batter dropping into the fryer and it'll go all along the line to the time it's being topped is people like that. And they like to be able to customize whatever they want. Yeah. And, you know, that's to their taste. That's kind of like the Outer Banks, too. Unlike a lot of other beaches that are really built up and everything, there is a simplicity down here. You know, so when you come from larger cities or places and very busy lives, when you come down here, it's kind of family oriented and it is a little bit of, of simplicity. That's what we love about it. It's the charm down here. That- it's the charm. That's a great way. Charm with a sweet bite from Duck Donuts. Well, not just from us, just the whole area of the Outer Banks. That's what we fell in love with. And then is there any particular reason you pick Duck instead of like Kitty Hawk or Kill Devil Hills or Nags Head? Is it just maybe it just sounded better or... (laughs) No, they're all very nice towns. Duck, it's kind of condensed and you can, it's easy to walk to everything. And I have to give them a lot of kudos that they have, the people of Duck have done a tremendous job reinvesting in the town with the boardwalk. And every year you come back, they're doing something else that's uh, really keeps it top notch. When I started Red Sky, it was 2002, and the town of Duck was just being incorporated at the time. And they had a lot of, you know, they've always been forward leaning as far as how do we make this place even better? Right. Well, I appreciate your friendship and I appreciate you coming in here and talking to us today. So today we got a little idea on how Duck Donuts, which there's always mysteries behind it and people saying, well, you know, this and that. And we got to meet the creator. Mystery solved. Mystery solved. The creator and the owner of Duck Donuts. He's a great visitor and homeowner down here on the Outer Banks and a friend to us down here on the Outer Banks. And I'll see you around the restaurants. Thanks a lot. And remember, when you're still coming up with new ideas. I'll let you know. My little donut hole, like beignet type things, okay? All right. <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> but anyway, you take care, Russ. And thanks so much for coming in today. All right. Thanks, Wes. I appreciate it. Well, that's another edition of Outer Banks Raw. That was my friend Rusta Julio, the creator and founder of Duck Donuts. So if you're anywhere you're at in this country and you see a Duck Donuts, you're getting a little taste of the Outer Banks. Follow Outer Banks Raw. If you want that Outer Banks state of mind, you're going to find it right here on Outer Banks Raw. This is Chef West Step. Talk to you later.